902 is your waking up here on 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. This is the morning after here on Fighting Scots Radio. I am Tyler Trumbauer alongside my Monday, Wednesday, Friday co-host, the dog Tubby. Tubby, how are you on this fine morning? I'm good. I'm well. I'm here. I'm present. I'm accounted for. Life is good. Life is good for that. Um, and life is good here in the borough. Um, finally, uh, after a tough rainy day yesterday, things look to be a little bit better today. Uh, you know, as we're getting things started here on a Wednesday, Chewy and I had had some good times yesterday, Tubbs, in your absence. Um, of course you did. I wasn't here. Right, right. I mean, obviously when you're not here, it's always a better day. Right. Um, so now, you know, going, we did talk NBA media day like you wanted to. We just kind of let Chewy run free on that one. Um, but we also had a good amount of borough women's volleyball and women's soccer talk. Um, as they both were in action right here on campus last night, so we're going to start off with that. Yes, um, at, we're going to start off with both of those matches: um, women's soccer and women's volleyball. We'll start with women's volleyball. It it, um, it started later, but I believe it ended earlier. To be honest with you, um, the ladies continued their hot streak, moved um, to let me check the record. They improved to fourteen and two on the season. Um, as they beat Damon College of New York in straight sets, scores of 25 to 20, 25 23, 25 16 over Damon. Um, Damon dropped to six and eight, and the Fighting Scots have now won 11 of their last 12 matches. Awesome! So they're kicking butt so far this season. Um, and you know it's a non-PSAC opponent, and I, and I just wanna I just wanna state that because yes, they're having a great start, but you know they haven't played the toughest of competition yet, which I'm not trying to knock anything because this is still a great start. I mean, every right. year they start off with these lesser opponents heading then head in the PSAC play, and they're and they're doing better than they ever have against these guys. And they did continue it in the PSAC play, so they they played the Eastern Division, but the Eastern Division is not as strong as the Western Division. So they're going to start to get in the Western Division play Friday night. Clarion comes into McComb Fieldhouse, then they have then they're going right back at it the next day, not even 24 hours later, when they have IUP at three o'clock at McComb Fieldhouse. So they're going to have now they're going to start to see you know their true colors and I know Missy Sobolski and company are ready for this right. um, to see what they got as far as their team when they face some real adversity with the Western Division but nonetheless they won last night um, I saw a few tweets about the team so I'm glad to see there were some people out there supporting them at the match uh, obviously not at it myself as we had women's soccer action here on the radio and TV um, but yeah so. I think the women are ready I think they've been chomping at the bit to try to finally get into some PSAC action right and and you know they these ladies are not how to put it I, I don't think they're not shying away from it you know they're looking forward to the challenge they're ready to step up they're ready to uh you know get right in there and, and mix it up and you know I, I look for them i i think honestly they could probably come away with it couldn't they they could come away with the p with the psac title uh UPJ. i mean is, is it too early to say that or well upj is the defending champ um they're the preseason Eastern Division favorite, and they beat Edinburgh just this past weekend, did UPJ. Ouch. So, I mean, that's gonna that's really the team to beat right now in the PSAC, whether it, you know, regardless of what happens there. Um, and, I mean, for the ladies, yeah, they're right in the thick of it. You know, I would say as a favorite to make it to the PSAC uh, playoffs, I mean, you got to remember, um, they didn't even make the conference playoffs last year. They were on the outside looking in. Their record was phenomenal, but unfortunately how tough the Western Division was, they were on the outside looking in. But last year, if they were in the Eastern Division, they would have been like the second or third seed. 
but that's how difficult and that's the big discrepancy in 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 um, talent East, East between the West. Eastern and the Western divisions. So getting into a little bit of statistics um, from last night's contest, sophomore Shallon Litweiler um, and junior Victoria Severo, who's been an all an amazing transfer player from Charleston, West Virginia, we talked about yesterday, each recorded a team high ten kills. Um, Severo is currently ranked third in the conference in hitting percentage, and uh, she had with a 3.56 hitting percentage. She had a 450 hitting percentage last night. Sydney Trayton, who's done an unbelievable job after a freshman standout season, now she's in her sophomore year uh, with the Scots. She recorded 29 assists, really leading this offensive attack for the Scots. And um, Litweiler, who's currently ranked tops in the conference in service aces with 35, had to, had three more. Last night, and another uh, player of note, Mara Maycock, who's changed positions, now the libero for the Fighting Scots after being the outside hitter a year ago, but now filling in for the now graduated, um, or she's just now done um, with eligibility. I believe Haley Merritt's still around campus, still um, finishing up her degree, but she is done eligibility-wise for NCAA. Um, now Mara Maycock is in that position, and she led the way with 20 digs for the Fighting Scots. So now the 15 straight road match uh streak to start the season's over for the ladies and then now they have a three-game homestand of course it started last night with that win over Damon College of New York as I mentioned before back at it this Friday night in McComb Fieldhouse um, against the PSAC West preseason favorite Clarion so doesn't get any easier than this they got Clarion coming up um, seven o'clock Friday night and then they have IUP Saturday three o'clock um, and IUP, we covered a game on ETV last year against um, IUP and Burrow, and IUP was not very good a year ago. No. So um, don't know if much has changed there. My guess, not too much. So they could have, have an easier go of it, but in the PSAC, and I feel like I'm saying it this year for every sport more than I did last year, any given day in the PSAC, anybody can win. I mean, we talk about it in women's soccer. We're definitely talking about it in football this year with right. how many upsets there were this past weekend. And in women's volleyball, that held true from last year and is staying true this year. Because it's just there's just a lot of solid teams in the PSAC all around, and you know we get to basketball too. It's almost the same thing because PSAC basketball wise is one of the best Division two conferences in all of the nation, hands down. I mean, both the men's and the women's championships had PSAC teams in them, right. with the women's having Cal winning it. Right. Cal was a Division two women's basketball national champ. So right, so you're looking at three major contenders right here in Edinburgh with your Fighting Scots. Looking at the football team. Uh, the women's soccer team, which we'll get into here in a minute, and the women's volleyball team. So it's an exciting time to be here on campus. I mean, get out and support these teams. I mean, it's, they're, they're, right in, they're right in the thick of it. Right, and now you can support the women's volleyball team now that they are back on campus. So that's good work by the ladies there, um, getting the win over Damon in their home opener, pleasing the hometown crowd here. And now across the street, um, they wish they were inside last night, but they were stuck out in the rain. Um, the women's soccer team had, uh, faced Pitt Johnstown um, in a PSAC match. We had that coverage right here with Mike Fenner and I on um, 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio and also was on ETV, Edinburgh.tv, all of the sorts. And um, we saw a little bit of a different lineup in this match. Uh, C- Coach Kerry Kagiavis told Mike and I earlier in the day that he was going to sit some of the players, at least to start, to try to save them, get some different players in. And they got a lot. I think almost every lady at least saw some action, um, Tubby, in this one. That's, and, awesome. uh, That's great for developing your, young, your younger players and stuff, getting them out there, getting them in action. It certainly is, and uh, freshman midfielder Chloe Work was the one to uh, get things underway. Um, 
or not get things underway, but lead the way, I should say. Uh, she had two goals and one assist, which helped the ladies uh, defeat UPJ 5 to nothing in the home PSAC match on Tuesday at Sox Harrison Stadium. The ladies, with the win, moved to 6-3 and three overall, 5-2 and two in the conference, and uh, UPJ falls to 0-9 overall. And in the PSAC, UP, uh, UPJ, I think, uh, has lost about 30 or 40 straight <laughs> matches in women's soccer. Their coach is 1-42, now 1-43 in, in three years. Yikes. Yeah, so rebuilding uh, they, program there. Probably looking for a, a coaching change. Well, I mean I it, I mean I don't know if it if it's I don't know. I would. But that's just I don't know. Maybe that's just my mentality. I'm so used to blowing everything up and starting over, but Yeah, but how's that worked in Cleveland all those times? It hasn't. Saying. It hasn't. So Edinburgh ranks six in the Atlantic Regionals uh poll, which just came out before that match. And here it is does say right here uh, what I'm reading that was suffered their thirty fifth consecutive loss at UPJ. Ouch. That hurts. So just hurts. I feel for him. Yeah, really it's do. tough. It's tough. And, you know, and you could feel the emotions boiling over last night. One of their players got a red card after they just decked Nicole Chabot last night and got a red card with, like, four minutes remaining in the match and got, and got sent out. Sent yep. See ya. Sent Get back the on the bus. Um, but nonetheless, Alex Brown got in on things. She began the scoring with a header by Alex Brown for her second goal of the season. Um, Jansen Hartman. Um, Got a goal in this one as well. Or she scored on a penalty, a penalty kick. There was a handball right in front of the net um, off the off the defender Velasquez last night, and then that put the goal right there. And um, Alex Root in the 69th minute scored. Um, so Edinburgh outshot the Mountain Cats 21-2 to in this match. That stat alone can just tell you. I don't have to tell you who won the game, who, who you know, what the score was. If I just tell you Edinburgh outshot UPJ 21-2. to and Edinburgh had 14 of those 21 shots, two-thirds of those shots on goal. You could kind of figure out who was right. going to win that game. Easy peasy. Um, Sarah Baskey, the goalkeeper. Um, of course, it's between Sierra Davis and Sarah Baskey back and forth in the goal. Uh, the team has really not picked a clear-cut front runner in that goalie competition. There really is not a day-in, day-out starter going back and forth between the two. Baskey recorded the two saves, the only two saves she needed to, and is now 4-1 and one in on the season. And she is uh, has three shutouts as well. Tubby, so that's awesome. So she's doing well in her five games so far, but now, so that's a nice win. And one thing Mike keep kept brought it, kept bringing up in the broadcast last night is that this team yet this year has not to have has not yet had a consecutive anything. They haven't had two straight losses, and they haven't had two straight wins. It's always gone win loss, win loss, win loss, win loss, back and forth. So that five hundred mentality so far has kept them right in the top. You know, right in the right in the thick of things, near the top, but right in the middle of the PSAC, um, as there is no divisions in women's soccer. I must remember remind you guys, it's all just one big. So there's lump no sum. there's no east west like we see with the other one. Correct, ones. just all straight through. It's the same thing with women's lacrosse, all just straight through. Right. Well, we're the, we're within striking distance, and I like it. I think uh, I think they got the right attitude, they got the right players in there, and we're gonna again. I mean, call it the homer in me. But I will. There, there's a chance. There is a chance. No, and I this, like it. I like all these chances that we're seeing. I mean, this is ex- an exciting time to be here at Edinburgh. Right. I'm just this, saying. This women's soccer team is off to a great start, just like their women's volleyball uh, counterparts as well. So the Fighting Scots return to action on Saturday, October 3rd at Westchester at noon. Westchester, a very tough team to play. Um, the ladies got a lot of tough matches coming up, including Gannon. Uh, who's currently undefeated and leads the conference right now? They got Bloomsburg coming up as well, who's just around uh, the around Edinburgh in the PSAC standing. So they got a tough a tough couple matches coming up. So if they if there was ever a time this season to get a winning streak started, 
now would be the time with this game continuing with Westchester and moving on into some uh, teams on the eastern side of the state in the upcoming days. So good good on the ladies last night, both women's soccer and women's volleyball, for not locking down some wins. And uh, now we have some upcoming action just to take a look ahead for the Fighting Scots. Uh, women's tennis is in action at 3 o'clock on Friday at East Stroudsburg. And then women's volleyball, of course, has that 7 o'clock home match against the Clarion not-so-golden Golden Eagles Friday night. Um, and then Saturday, man, is there a big slate on Saturday. Um, <clears throat> women's tennis against Kutztown at 11 a.m., soccer at Westchester, noon, football at IUP at 2, women's volleyball at home at 3, and then earlier in the morning, women's and men's cross country at the Greater Louisville Classic in Louisville, Kentucky. So that race will probably get started at like 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. And then you got all the rest. So women's tennis, women's soccer, football. So every fall sports team we have except for the men's tennis team is in action on Saturday. A lot going on. There's going to be a lot of things in my email inbox Saturday night awesome. Mike, that I'm going so, to that so I'm gonna I'm, have to sift through. Right, so I'm going to be like one retweeting little bugger. <sighs> There's going to be a lot going on on Saturday. So uh, one other borough thing that happened on yesterday that we need to get to, um, Edinburgh, and for a spring sport, Edinburgh named a new women's lacrosse coach yesterday. So, yeah, we can give her a round of applause. There you go. Got that taken care of. Um, Welcome I have to a, the borough. Caitlin Fermato is the new head Edinburgh women's lacrosse coach, um, just taking over yesterday, announced yesterday by, he- by Director of Athletics Bruce Baumgartner via a release from the University Sports Information Department. Um, and I have a quick story up on her um, announcement as the new coach up on edinburghnow.com. I believe it's right there on the front page. Yep, might, make it, it. might make it into um, print this week in the paper. Not really sure. That's not up to me. That's up to the powers to be. Um, but nonetheless, it is right up there as soon as you go on Edinburgh now for motto named head women's lacrosse coach. Of course, they do it right after I finish the section for this week, right. so I couldn't get it in the print. But there's a lot of other good stuff, fall sports stuff to get in. So, But I'll talk to her. I've been, I, I knew the announcement was coming this week, and I was told that I'll get an interview with her next week. So I'll probably have a big blown-up feature getting in-depth with Miss Fermato. Um, next week's spectators. That'll be good stuff. But just to give you a little background on her, she did, was a Division One women's lacrosse player, played for George Mason. Um, so she was a Patriot, a three-year starter there. She was the team captain her junior and senior seasons, did a great job there. Um, some statistics from her career, she scored 65 goals, had 19 assists, and she appeared in 67 career matches and started in 51 of those 67. Um, following her time as a George Mason Patriot, she uh, went on for the next two years. She only graduated in 2013, so a very young blood getting into the women's lacrosse program. Uh, she was named the head coach of Malvern St. James School in Worcestershire, England. Mm-hmm. So she's going from England to Edinburgh. I, I don't know if she knew that we were. it was Edinburgh, Pennsylvania. Maybe maybe we should, I should ask her that, if she knew it was Edinburgh, Pennsylvania from the beginning and not Edinburgh, Scotland. Well, it's spelled different. Right, but you never know. It could uh, be. She but coached yeah, there the past two years, heading four different age group teams. She was also the director of Lacrosse United Summer Camp in Lancaster, um, New York, in 2012 and 2013, as well as coach of the Lady Monsters Travel Team. And uh, she was announced as the assistant coach at St. Bonaventure earlier this month. So was at St. Bonaventure following her time in England, and now she is with Edinburgh right now, announced yesterday, September 29th. The team will get things underway with Alderson Brodus in March. So I talked to uh, some players yesterday, and uh, they're already getting started right away. They had a practice yesterday. They met, they, they met her for the first time 
um, on Monday, announced yesterday, practiced yesterday. I saw them practice when we were setting up for our women's soccer broadcast. There was a few track athletes running on the track at Sox Area State and the football team practicing. And then over on the side field um, by the tennis courts, we had uh, lacrosse getting things started. Excellent. So good thing for them. And, starting uh, early, building yep. a winning attitude. So we'll I talk. I'll talk to Caitlin Fermato um, next week, um, building that win- winning um, attitude and hardworking attitude, like you said. And uh, you know, maybe maybe I'll ask her if she can climb on the morning after with us as well, so we can get her oh, right here on eighty-eight point nine. We'll see what I can do. So that's all your Burrow Sports Talk for today. A lot of good stuff happened yesterday um, with the Fighting Scots. We're gonna hit our first break here in the morning after. We'll come back and we'll we'll dive into some NFL news and notes as uh, we'll get to week four in the National Football League starting tomorrow with some Thursday night football action, which means a heck of a lot more now than it ever has here in the northwest corner as the Steelers are in action, but no Big Ben. We'll talk about that more on the other side after some Ted Nugent. Gave him an 9.23 here on 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. It's the morning after I am Tyler Trumbauer alongside Tubby here. Uh, thank you all for tuning in here on the dial on edinburghnow.com or on the TuneIn app on mobile devices. Um, As we mentioned in the, in the segment before you were listening, we were talking about all the Edinburgh action and how jam-packed it's going to be this Saturday. Right. Make sure that you are file, following on Twitter my boy at Tyler Trumbauer. You can also catch me at GTubby Schmidt. What would and they we will to follow be- you for? Because I, if they miss you or whatever, they, they can follow my retweets of all the uh, Edinburgh action. I'm going to try to Are you going to be listening to the IUP game? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Well, we have a family trip down to Pittsburgh, so I'm going to be listening via the TuneIn app. The TuneIn app. Yep, because i got to go into the belly of the beast this weekend. Do you, have, do you have unlimited data? Yeah. Well, I just use the Wi-Fi, and it doesn't use any of my data. What, wh- how do you have Wi-Fi when you're driving? Huh? How do you have Wi-Fi when you're driving? Well, no, I'll be stationary. Like I'll be at the probably by that time, by the time the game comes on, I'll be at the, at the uh, Pittsburgh Zoo. Oh, that sounds fun. Yep, with the kiddos. But yeah, no, of course, Twitter, GTubby Schmidt, at Tyler Tremeller, at Fenner underscore six, and at Edinburgh Now. That's your place. Uh, that's, where you, that's where you go. We'll give you all updates. I'll, of course, be locked in. So on the broadcast for football, I'll give you guys all updates on you know other PSAC football scores and, of course, everything else that's going on with Edinburgh Athletics for the day. Um, are you planning on graduating in December? I know Tubby nor I aren't. Meet that quota. If so, you must fill out the new online graduation application located in Scotts on your My Edinburgh portal, which I found out is for grad students as well, Tubby. So undergrads awesome. and grads. You will also be able to indicate if you want to attend the commencement ceremony on December 12th. Don't delay. Do it today. So, Scott's on your My Edinburgh portal is not just to find out how low your GPA is. Correct. Also can find out um, commencement stuff. Awesome. So, and there's a lot of good stuff going on in Compton this week that we should get to before we just get into debate. Because I know if we do, we're, we're going to get lost and not. Yeah, and we're not going to. And we're going to do, do our service to the station. But on Thursday, I know when 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 the big wigs just come in and, and you know give you a stack of papers, what are you going to do? Not not read it? Yeah, that, I mean, that's I, no. I, I like my job. So yeah. on Thursday, uh, we have a media and law enforcement panel right here, straight out of Compton, 107A. Please join the university's journalism and public relations department, that's us, Mm -hmm. and the political science and criminal justice department. So we're working hand-in-hand on Thursday, um, October, what is that, 1st on Thursday? Yeah, 1st, Mm -hmm. Thursday, October 1st. Oh, I guess that's what the black Sharpie meant, Thursday, October 1st. You see that? What is that? that? Yeah, that's correct. I thought that. editing. That's that's interesting. For a panel discussion titled Media and Law Enforcement, a Complicated and Critical Relationship. 
That's also the title of my autobiography. That <laughs> makes sense. Beginning at 7 p.m. in Compton Hall Room 107A, the panel includes both members of the media and law enforcement practitioners as they set out to examine the complex relationship between the two fields and offer suggestions for collaboration and common ground. The panel will be moderated by JetFox66, YourEerie.com News Director and EUP alum, Lou Baxter, and it is free and open to the public. Again, that is in 107A, Thursday night, um, right here in Compton. And then also, on Friday, Friday, on Friday, this Friday, October 2nd, is the fifth annual College Radio Day. To celebrate, WFSE will be holding a day-long open house outside our station in Compton 102. Feel free to stop by and meet your favorite WFSE DJ, or not-so-favorite. Like you. Like me. Right. And don't forget to pick up some cool prizes as well. That's right. We will have... Like my job? Really <laughs> awesome. That away? We should. We will have really wow. awesome swag to give away. There's all kinds of cool stuff. I've seen it in the back room. It's cool stuff. All righty, yeah. So college uh, radio day on Friday should be a good stuff. And we got a jam-packed show on Friday. Awesome. Um, going uh, going gonna trips be, right? We're going three wide. Uh, Fenner will be in here. We're going to have, don't forget, Tommy Reisenweber on at 915 to start off our high school talk with him. Trying to work on getting um, another, an, an IUP source here for Friday to call in as well. And then also might we might have the one, the only, our station uh, manager, um, even higher than Fenner. What? Dr. Ron Raymond on the show to talk about College Radio Day and talk about his beloved Cowboys, maybe. Yeah. So That'll take off. Two minutes. Yep. So, I mean, basically, we can just read the injury report. Mm-hmm. That kind of will explain things. So, uh, nonetheless, fr- come on in. It's 9 to 10. The morning after, we're going to have open open house. Come on in. See what we do. See how we do. See all the see all the see um, you know, the gestures and faces I make at you while we're doing this show. Right. I mean, thank God we don't have tomatoes. Otherwise, there'd be rotten tomatoes all over this place. I'd be covered in it. That would be bad. Yeah. So you can come on in on Friday, see that, see what happens, where the magic happens right here um, in Compton 102, the Campus Media Center. If you don't know where exactly that's at, coming to Compton on the first floor, we have a beautiful mural outside. I suggested it had uh, my face. They didn't really go for that. So they No, ba- that's they, in the basement to scare away the rats. They just put um, logos of Campus Media, which, I mean, I guess is better. But anywho, um, now let's get into some sports talk here after we took care of our housekeeping um, keep, right. to keep the bosses the, happy. Yeah, the bills are paid. The bills are paid. Well, I mean, we kind of we, we plugged ourselves, so I don't really know who, who, who's paying that. But anywho, uh, NFL Week 4 about to get started um, tomorrow night with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mr. Tubby. Yes, and the Baltimore Ravens. And the Baltimore Ravens. So it's going to be a slobber knocker of a match. No. Yes, it will be. No. When the Ravens and the Steelers face off, it is a tough game every game. You not agree? No. Not this year. Not this year. There's too much missing on either side. And it's not going to be – if you're tuning in to try to watch the classic struggle between these ancient rivals going all the way back struggle. before – before, when the Ravens used to be my beloved Browns, then this is not what you're going to see tomorrow night. It's not going to happen. Why not? Because you're looking at Mike Vick taking over the offense. Talented Mike Vick. Exactly. And he's a completely different quarterback than, say, Big Ben. And then you're looking at a Ravens defense minus T-Sizzle, which we have shown that is just, I don't lost without the guy. They're not making that many plays. And I I don't know. I think this is going to be one of those games where whoever ends up with the ball last wins. 
High scoring, low scoring, I'm no gonna, scoring. I, I maybe in the teens. Look for like maybe a seventeen ten win. Go Steelers. Go Steelers. Yeah. So he's picking Steelers now, and I'm going to hold off for tomorrow. We'll talk with Chu about this matchup even more. But, yeah, week four getting underway. The Steelers, of course, without Ben Roethlisberger still. The Ravens still looking to get off the schneid. They need a win, Tubby. Right. I mean, you and Mike both said stick a fork in them. The Ravens are done after this past loss on Sunday. So now they got a short week to try to turn it around, and we'll have to see what they do. But what I'm most excited about for this week is that we have football at 930 in the morning on Sunday. Because they're going to London, ladies and gentlemen. The New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins. Who else would you rather want to represent the National Football League internationally than the Jets and the Dolphins? I'm sleeping in. You're sleeping in? I'm sleeping I'll in. I'll be up. I'm normally up that early because I like to get things. I like to get work done before the Eagles game. Right. Because I don't know how productive I'm going to be afterwards, depending on how the Eagles game goes. <laughs> I fully understand that sentiment. So I like to get up early, get things started. Um, Sundays are normally my busy days of work. I, I, the only time I leave my room is to basically eat. Um, otherwise, it's just hunkered in, working all day, and watching football. Bunkered in your nest. Bunkered in my nest, doing work and watching football, which essentially is work because I need to talk about it on here the next right. day. Um, so Jets at Dolphins, I'm excited for that one just because I love because that's 9:30. So and that's on CBS this year, and then that'll go to like right around one o'clock. Then you got your one o'clock kicks. We'll take you to your four o'clock kicks. That'll take you almost up until your eight o'clock kick for Sunday night. It's just it's like you're living on the West Coast, and I love it because I just love football all day. You can just watch football. Yep. I just It's so great, even though it is the Jets and the Dolphins. But, I mean, I'm kind of interested to see what the Jets are like because, I mean, if they do well, if their defense picks things up again this week, that might show a little bit about the Eagles. And maybe that, you know, it wasn't just an off week from the Jets that the Eagles were that good. Um, and in Miami, I mean, I'm still waiting for Ryan Tannehill to realize that uh, he's supposed to be like a franchise quarterback or something. <laughs> so good we're going to – Well, yeah, I, I doubt that's going to happen. But I'm no. still waiting to see. Um, there's this website that I use, 506sports.com. Mm-hmm. Tells me what games I'm getting, um, because within your local area, within your local area, cable wise, and because you've only been here a year and still can't figure it out. Well, things change. Mm-hmm. And they haven't they haven't announced the uh, the um, what was this nonsense? I don't know. The, they haven't the schedule. They haven't announced the schedule. Well, I don't know. I just tried to go on the schedule, and now it's all weird. But they haven't they haven't done they haven't done this week four yet. So, because I'm still curious as to if the Eagles are going to be on television. It could be four straight weeks with being able to see the Eagles. That's never happened before. No. That would be pretty nice. It would be pretty nice. I don't think it's going to happen, though. You just said earlier this week when I asked you, you thought the Eagles were going to be on the ta- cable. I have to, you know what? Give me two seconds. I can, I can tell you. I can tell you. You told not me on Monday. Be. Because the Bills are at home on Fox, correct? I don't know what they're on because they didn't say anything. There's no thing. I don't have my maps. You don't have your maps. I can't do anything without the map. I'm like Dora the Explorer. You're killing me. Absolutely killing me. I don't understand what's going on with you right now. I don't know, but football. But I will figure it out. I will get this figured out for you, and I, as usual, I will take care of Tyler, my little buddy, and figure out for him exactly what is going on. I am high maintenance, Sunday. all right? You are high maintenance, and, and without me, you would just be nothing. Well, for- not nothing, but, you know. It wouldn't be bueno. I'm Let's still I'm way. still something without you. Yeah, a little bit of something. Okay, so on KDKA Channel 2, you're looking at Kansas City Chiefs versus the um, Cincinnati Bengals. And then on Fox, you're looking at the Giants versus the Bills. What? On Fox, it's the New York Giants oh. versus the Bills. 
at Buffalo Bills. So apparently the Buffalo Bills did sell enough tickets, so it's not going to be blacked out. Well, according to this, there's still 2,475 tickets available. Right. So unless that game gets blocked out, then you have a chance of seeing your beloved Eagles. Because I believe WSEE Channel 8, I believe they're going to show the Browns game since the Bills would be on Fox. Hmm. I don't like it. Or no, wait. Or it's a 4 o'clock game. Are the Browns playing at 4? The Browns are playing at 4.05. That's probably why. Yeah, they're carrying, yeah, WSSE Channel 8 is carrying the Browns game at 4 versus the San Diego Chargers. It's too confusing. It is. I don't like this. That's why I just wait for my maps. Ignore it. will come out today. Well, I just looked at the TV schedule according to zaptoit.com. Telling you what's going on. It can change, man. My maps are up to date. You got maps and I got schedules. So we'll figure out which one's right. But bye weeks start this week. Tennessee and New England gets the bye this week. The first buys of the 2015 season. So Fenner gets a win this week. Yeah, so Fenner, Fenner, will, uh, Fenner will be surfing that Sunday ticket this, this Sunday, not really having to watch the Titans. So he'll be all bouncing around the different games on the docket on Sunday. But let me ask you this question, because this okay. has been thrown around, you know, I've seen in different things. I'm going to ask you this now, and we're going to hit a break, and you're going to give me your answer when you come back. Okay, so I got time to ponder. You got time to ponder. Got it. Is New England going to go 16-0 and in the regular season? Think about that over the break. I've heard it talked about on ESPN. Some believe they it will. I got a thought. Let's see if Tubby has any thoughts. You guys think about it as well. Will the New England Patriots go 16-0 and once again in this 2015 season? They're undefeated thus far through three weeks, and they got a bye week this week. So they'll stay perfect and intact through week four as well. Will the Patriots run the table in 2015? We'll be back after this, and we'll talk about that more on the other side. 940 here on 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio, EdinburghNow.com, the tune-in app on mobile devices. This is the morning after. I am Tyler Trumbauer. That's Tubby. Talking sports with you every Monday through Friday morning. So that's every weekday morning. I guess that would be the better way to say it, but whatever. Uh, 9 to 10 a.m. do what you want. It's your show, Bubba. I guess. Um, yes, we talk sports. We talk sports. As, as I said once before, and you've, you sent me the sound clip of it, the premier sports talk show, but we're the only, only sports, sports talk, talk show. show. So, it's kind of like when your mom tells you, you know, you're great. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, like when my mom used to tell me that that I'm her favorite son. You were the only son? I was the only. Do you have sisters? None. None? So you were an only child? I was an only child. That explains a lot. All right, going to the Patriots. I asked you a question heading into the break. Can the New England Patriots, now 3-0 and currently, heading into a week four bye, not going to be in action until October 11th again, first in the AFC East currently, a couple of big wins to start the season. Many people have been talking. One pe- person that's really been saying it is Mike Greenberg of Mike and Mike, saying that the pay- he is believes the Patriots will go 16-0 and in this 2015 regular season. Tubby, do you agree with Greeny that the Patriots will go 16-0? and Their only hurdle looking at their schedule is going to be Sunday, November 29th at 8.30 p.m. against the Broncos in Mile High. Right. So you didn't answer my question. I was getting there. Okay. But, yeah, if they win that game, yeah, I believe so. They can get through it. Because they have the only other maybe game is maybe the Bills when the Bills come into Gillette Stadium. What about that Eagles game? Okay. Yeah. I'm not even going to dignify you with a response. You'll be lucky if the Eagles get out of there alive, son. I'm just saying. Eagles looking for vengeance from the Spy from the, Super from, Bowl. From the embarrassment? 
What embarrassment. Was? I don't know. I'm just saying. That I, Super Bowl was a tight Super Bowl. Eagles had a chance to win that thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess. I mean, the Eagles could. No, I can't. No, I can't even lie to you. I can't lie to your face. It's too innocent. All right. So you're saying 15 and one at the worst, 16 and 0. You think these Patriots can do it? Yeah. I don't think they do it. Because I think what will happen is they'll go if they beat the Broncos and say they're you know twelve and zero by then. Then they will have thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. No, they'll be like ten and zero by then. Can't do math. Um, they'll have a few games left. I bet you they sit Tom Brady. Mm-mm. Why not? No, Belichick doesn't sit. Not unless he's up in the game. But he's not going to sit him for a game. Why not though? What he has been through a sixteen and zero season. He's been through a what an eighteen and zero or whatever nineteen and zero game or season. Right. And they didn't How'd that turn out? You didn't get the Super You didn't get the Super Bowl trophy. Right, but he didn't sit him either. So precedence has been set. Yeah, but he just saw, okay, what good does it do to be if 16 If anything, and Belichick is a man of tradition and a man of precedent. If he already set the precedent that, look, even though we're having this great season, we're undefeated, and I'm playing Tom Brady all the way through, I will play Tom Brady all the way through unless we get up ridiculously high in the score. Yeah, but he might say, hey, no. look, I made a mistake. No. Why not? No. All right. I'm telling you, because he's he's a rigid, stubborn, little stubby man with cut-off sleeves to his sweatshirts, and that's how he rolls. I'm pretty good at Belichick. I've been around the guy for a while. How are you? Yeah, because he used to be in Cleveland before he was the great Belichick. Yeah, he did kind of fail in Cleveland. No, it wasn't his fault. Everyone fails in Cleveland. Well, no, not that. It's because he was he was building a monster. They were in the running for... The division title, they were on their way to the playoffs, and then Art Modell came out in the middle of the season, late November, and announced, hey, this is the very last season that the Browns will be in Cleveland. I'm packing up and taking it to Baltimore. And it killed the team. There's a great show called Cleveland 95. And uh, I think it was done by ESPN. It's like one of those 30 for 30 films or some crap. Okay. Uh, Make sure you check that out, but I'll tell you the entire story. It's good stuff. I'll have to check that out. It's awesome. But looking at the Patriots schedule, they have the Cowboys coming up, an injury-depleted Cowboys. they got the Colts coming up, who are 1-2 right now. Mm-hmm. they got the Jets coming up, who I think are more pretenders and contenders. they got right. the Dolphins, who are a joke, the Redskins, who are a joke, the Giants. By November 15th, who knows about the Giants, though? Yeah. I mean, that could be a wild-card game. The Giants did ruin their perfection hopes. Right. You know, what was that, 2009 or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then a Monday nighter on November 23rd, they faced the Bills. The Bills. In- in Gillette Stadium. The Bills might want to, you know, come with vengeance, as you said, at Gillette Stadium to try to embarrass the Patriots on Monday Night Football. Not really embarrass, but at least just get a win after they got embarrassed 40-32 to 32 at Ralph Wilson Stadium two weeks ago. Right, because Rexy said, hey, look, it's all on me. I got out coached. So maybe he looks at the film and learns something. Maybe. It's possible. And then the Titans. They got the Titans as well. And then the Jets again and the Dolphins. The East is bad. East is very bad. Feels like the NFC East. The Patriots do have an easy go of it, so they do. We'll have to see. And then there's, you know, there's another another question I'm going to have you here. Uh oh. Which I saw this from a bill from a Sports Illustrated thing. Right. I read yesterday, last night in bed. I also have a joke for you today. Oh jeez. You're gonna love it. Um. The Buffalo Bills could be seven and two after their first nine games. Mm-hmm. This is what this person theorized. Mm-hmm. Looking at their schedule. Giants, Titans, Bengals, Jaguars, Dolphins. That's the next one to five games. So that's five, that's eight. So the next one would be Jets. So Giants, Titans, Bengals, Jags, Dolphins, Jets. 
Yep. You agree with that? You think they could be seven and two? Could these Buffalo Bills? If they can get past the Bengals, the Bengals are going to be the only competition for that team. You the, think? Do you think they'll have no problem with the Titans? Yeah, yeah. With the way that defense is playing, yeah. I mean, the Browns already showed that if you can get Mariota off his mark and you take away his first his first read, then he's frazzled. I mean, unless he develops magically within the next couple of weeks before they right. face him. Right, right. Yeah. No, I mean, they, the blueprint has already been laid out on how to – I'm sorry, Mike, if you're listening at home. <laughs> Doubt it. Eating his Egg McMuffin or whatever. But, uh, oh, I could go for one of those. I know, right? And uh, the But the blueprint has been laid out on how to how you beat Mariota and the Titans. So, yeah, I don't – I don't think they'll have any problem with them, but I do think they'll have a problem with the Bengals because it is pre-choke Bengals time. They're not facing them post-choke. Yeah, it's October 18th, not December 18th. Right. If they're facing them a little bit later in the year, I said they have a better chance, but right. early in the season, they're not going to catch them. Could agree with that. I could agree with that. So it's that's the only hurdle. So Can even, even so, Bills being 6-3, and three, I mean, who would have thought that coming into this year? Me. You were riding high on the Bills. I was. You didn't even know who the starting quarterback was going to be. I did. Who? I said it was going to be T-Mobile. I Call said him T-Mobile? T-Mobile. I'm going, to, I'm going to question you for that. No, look it up. It's his actual I know nickname. it's his nickname, but I'm not, That's I don't what I'm like it. T-Mobile's not even a cellular provider anymore. I don't care. It still fits. AT&T bought him. Who cares? I'm just saying. It's who? not that good of a nickname. Who cares? Who cares? I don't know. I don't but know I'm just saying, though. he was the backup behind Flacco. The guy's a winner, and he's... Him and Rexy are going to lead them all the way. All the way to what? I don't know. Somewhere. In at least the playoffs. I think they get the playoffs. I think you they think get, get the wild, wild card. I believe they get the wild card. Because I don't think anybody in the, um, in the North is going to take. You're only going to have one team come out of the North because the, the entire North is crud. Right now. I mean, especially with Big Ben being out for four weeks. The Browns are, well, the Browns. Right. And the Ravens you are stinking it up. Game, I yeah. mean, they're in a slugfest with the Browns for the bottom of the division. Who else is in that division? The Dolphins are in the division? The Bengals. The, oh, that's the, right, the Bengals. Yeah, not the yeah. Dolphins. I don't know. That's tough. I mean, the Bengals could get a playoff. The, the play could get a playoff. Well, somebody's so got to come, come out of that right, division. Right, but I'm saying both the Bengals and the Steelers could be in playoff. The records aren't going to be good enough. They're going to be at least two teams better than the second-place team in the AFC North. All right. Guarantee it. You say so. Tubby is wise. Tubby is knowledgeable. Always trust in Tubby. Yeah, yeah. That's what you say. All right, we're going to hit our final break here in the morning after. We'll come back after this. Apparently, you have a joke. I do have a joke. Because apparently, this is just a free-for-all here in 88. It is. It's a Lost in Space show. All right. 9.52 here in the morning after. That was the Sex Pistols. Yep. Love that band. That's a horrible song. Come on. What was good about that song? I don't have the time nor the breath within me to explain to you about how culturally, culturally. How old vital. is that song? How old is that song? Pretty dang old. Pretty dang old. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. So you got it. You got a joke for me. I do have a joke. All right. All right. So, do you know why they call Johnny Manziel Johnny Football? Why is that? Because Johnny Bench was taken. That's some good stuff. Right that is pretty funny. That is, funny. I guess. Well, it is. I don't Johnny know. Johnny Bench was taken. Yeah. Well, I guess now there's Did all. Did you come kinds up with that yourself? No. No. Actually, a Steelers fan told me that one. But it's. I don't know. It's crazy in, in Cleveland right now. I don't know if you really want to go there for the last five minutes of our segment. Well, hit me up with Cleveland. All righty. So, yesterday, there's a release of a story on, via TMZ Cleveland Sports that three 
starting players for the Browns were unhappy with uh, Josh McCown as their quarterback. They felt that Johnny gave him a better chance to win. And then everybody starts saying, oh, well, it's just TMZ. What kind of a source is it? Then all these other news outlets in Cleveland started picking it up and talking about it. So it has some validity to it, I suppose. And then today they sign um, Austin. uh, Austin Davis. Davis Davis Austin or Austin Davis? Austin Davis. Austin Davis. Davis, comma, Austin. Okay. Anyway. If you do last name first. Whatever. They, Yeah. Uh, to a two-year extension. I didn't even know they even signed him to begin with. So wait, did they sign him and then sign him to the extension all on the same day? I I don't understand. That's just what they're saying. You're they're the like, Cleveland guy. I know, and I'm digging, but I'm trying to do a show, too. I mean, I may have more for you on Friday, but this is just... Oh, no, this isn't a fail whale. This is just... This is a de- fail whale. You're the Cleveland guy, and you don't know what's going on. This is a developing story. I can tell you I'm what's going on with the Eagles. I can tell you they put Cody Parkey, their kicker, on, on IR... Who? Season-ending IR, Cody Parkey. He made the Pro Bowl last year, thank you very much. Are he they signed, having open tryouts they, so that no, anybody can show up? No, they signed Caleb Sturgis. Oh, I thought they were going to go like a Vince Papali-type deal and uh, have an open tryouts to the hey, city. I would try out for the Eagles. I'd make that team. I'm a dang good kicker. Give me like 20 kicks to warm back up. I'm a good kicker. Well, if you have half as much muscle in your leg as you do in your mouth, you'd be fine. I do. You see these calves? Yeah. <laughs> and They're better than your calves. Okay. And I mean your calves like your NBA calves. Oh. oh, that's right. That's right. I no, there. you didn't go there. Yes, I did. That ain't true. That ain't true. I'm going to have to, I don't know, I'll have to prove you wrong again. But that's okay. No, it's. So anyway, know. what other Cleveland news you got? Um, that's Johnny really... Manziel is not starting, even though the report from TMZ is saying that players want him to start. Correct. And they're sticking it you, out. you believe that? Account. Yes, I do. I mean, if you look at the way they played versus. Last week versus the week before, you can tell that the team came out actually flat. Like it was like, oh crap, here we go again. And they didn't I don't think they had faith in McCown to pull them out of a bad situation. I don't think the uh a game manager is what this team needs. You need somebody that's gonna be clutch, somebody that can make a play. Now granted, I'm not trying to say that Johnny is the end all be all for quarterbacks and he's the exact answer. Right. I'm just saying that right now on this team, Johnny gives you the best chance to win. And I'm trying not to be a homer about it because I still think he's unproven. I'm not sure if he's the real deal or not. But seeing as how the Browns are going to lose a crap ton of games this year, we're going to be picking high in the draft again this year. Why not play Johnny? Find out what you got in him as a quarterback so that way you need so that way you can know but going into the draft whether or not you need to draft yet again another quarterback that you can ruin. That's my thought. I think it's because they feel Josh McCown Gives them the best chance to win a football game on any given Sunday. I don't. I think Petton's worried about his job. And I think that he feels going with Johnny might win you the fans, but it's going to lose you ownership because it's going to lose you games. It's going to well, lose now, your from job. The way, from the way I took it, the ownership pushed to have Johnny take it. Right. Johnny is JH3's guy. So if you put in JH3's okay, guy. He might not want him to play right now. You don't know what he's thinking. You might I'm want pretty him taken. Sure. I'm pretty sure if you You're put pretty in, sure. I'm pretty sure. I like I think if anybody's on the hot seat in Cleveland right now, it's Ray Farmer. And that's simply because he's not in the building right now serving a four game suspension for Textgate. <laughs> Textgate. Which what is are why you possibly texting on the side? I don't know. I mean, hey, check out that chick in the third row center. I don't know. That's what I'd text. 
Well, that's you. But also what the Buffalo fans would do. Have you seen some of them stories coming out of there? I'm not. Oof. All right. We're going to talk about that. No, that's, that's a little too greasy. I'd lose my job. Yeah, that's too greasy for a 9 to 10 a.m. slot. Unless it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. If we did overnights on ESPN Radio. We could talk about that. Yeah, if we did overnights, whoo, that'd be fun. That'd be good times up in here. It'd be bad. It'd be entertaining. I don't sleep as it is. I can't, I can't do overnight radio. I can. You're asleep by like 9 o'clock. I know, but then I'm up by 10. By 10? No, I'm, I'm up. I up mean, by like, 10? You're doing a show at 9 in the morning. How are you up by 10? Because I'm awesome. Do you know the words that are coming out of your mouth? I do. Yeah, like I go to bed at 9 p.m. I wake up at 10 p.m. I can take that hour and run. No, I you don't. You sleep longer. the whole night because I, I, I can't get in a hold of you after like 9 o'clock. It's because I ignore you after 9 o'clock. I'm spending time with my wife. Look, talk to your little nasally little butt after 9 p.m. or talk to my insanely hot wife. Which would you choose? I'm trying to get work done. Yeah, sometimes so I am I. That's why I'm talking to my wife. Sometimes I don't get the chance to sit down and think about things until like 9, 10 o'clock at night. Write them all down and send them to me in the morning. Especially when I text you to wake your little butt up. Listen, I just feel you should be able to message me after 9 o'clock. <laughs> no. I have better things to do with my time. I got better things to do than this being with you. Exactly, because over. we're almost out of here. We're done. We're out of here. Thank goodness, because I don't think I could do any more. We're done. That's all for us today on the morning after. Thanks to Tubby for doing his normal Monday, Wednesday, Friday thing. Um, I'll be back tomorrow, Thursday, 9 to 10 a.m. with Chewy coming on in for his fourth straight show. If he can still make it. As of right now, he was under the weather yesterday. Have not heard otherwise. So as of right now, Chew is going to be the man with me. We'll talk some other stuff. Derrick Rose got injured again at practice yesterday. So we'll talk about that. Other NBA stuff. Thursday night football. The works with Chewy. And myself right here on the morning after 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. Do you tune in? Do you tune in on, on Thursdays? I do. Do you? Because mm-hmm. you don't tell me you do anymore. No, All I right. don't. Because right. I like it to be a surprise. I like you to work hard even though. Whether I'm listening or not. Whether you're okay, I got you. All right. Nonetheless, that's all for us. Thanks, Tubby. Good work today with your with your Cleveland Cavaliers jersey on today. That's right. Go Cavs. All in for Cleveland. All in for Cleveland. All in, baby. Are they winning the finals this year? Yes. Okay, that's all. That's all for us in the morning after I promise you this time. I'm Tyler Trumper. That's Tubby. Thanks for tuning in. Edinburgh now. Catch our podcast on there later if you missed any part of today. We'll be back tomorrow with Chewy and myself, NBA Talk, Thursday night football, and more. Have a great day.